At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, welcome back to Three Terrible Gamers. This is episode 40. The, I'm here with Colin. We're getting up there. Yeah. Hey guys. A lot of episodes. Huh? 40 already. Feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, it does. It just went by fast. But anyway, we got some topics that are left over from last week and a couple from this week. Hopefully we can get to them. But uh, Nicholas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. Yeah, there was a trailer it dropped. I guess he's going to be one of the villains in the game, which don't really make much sense because he's not really known for his horror roles. I know, re- like in the past couple of years, he's starred in a couple horror movies. But realistically speaking, how his character worked on the trailer, I think Ghost Rider would be a scarier option yeah. to go with than just what he looks like in general. But... There's more news coming on a, on July 5th, but they just released a teaser trailer with him coming to the game. But more news about the DLC for and everything else will be out around, like I said, 4th of July time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, different. I wasn't expecting him to come to the game. Like you said, you don't really think of him as a horror character, really. Um, but he, he said a quote about it. He said, after countless awards and over 
100 movies shot across the globe. Nicolas Cage had seen it all or done it all, so he thought. But now he's in a game for... I, mean, I really don't see a point in him coming to the game, but I guess they got to add DLC to it somehow to keep it going, keep it getting new, fresh content. Yeah, but it gives him a chance to dip his hand in everything. Yeah. I mean, Dead by Daylight, it's a fun game. It's not something I play every single day, but I do play it once in a while, and it, it's not bad to play once in a while. Yeah, and having an extra character isn't going to hurt anything, but usually whenever you have your normal horror game villains in there, then all of a sudden you got Nicolas Cage. It's a whole different setup, seems like. Not really scary, like said, but... Yeah, he's not known for it because one of his most iconic horror movies was The Wicker Man. Yeah. And that was, you know, all, that was a remake of an older movie. So, like I said, recent years he's done, I think there was one, it was like a playhouse horror where he was like pretty much like a knockoff of like Chuck E. Cheese. He was going around fighting villains and it and then Renfield it just came out this year okay like I said there are still more horror comedies than what they are straight horrors yeah like you said Ghost Rider would be a better fit for a villain but he's not really guess considered that's what I'm saying he's not really a villain in the movies he's more of a hero so I don't really fit either so but you know a flaming skull head is definitely more scary than a normal looking person yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i don't know that's not my choice there's but good for him you know getting in a little bit of everything all right so now redfall has had a rough start and it has now fallen to only 200 concurrent players on steam yeah, it's uh, definitely not a good sign for the game. I seen it for the first time today. I was at GameStop and happened to see the cover for it. Cover don't look bad. No, it looks good. Obviously, we, obviously we know it's not too good of a game since it went from 6,000 concurrent players down to 200 on Steam. Uh, so it was pretty much... Like I said, it was at 6,000 6, pretty much 24 hours after it launched. And on, after launching on May 2nd, the number has dwindled down to just under 200. So it's not even technically 200. It's, I think it's in like 195. Yeah. Still extremely. Like I said, 6,000 isn't good from the start. I mean, it was an anticipated game, so right. you think for an anticipated game, you should have at least, you know, upper double-digit thousand range. I'm not going to say you need like 100,000 players concurrently to be a good game, but definitely high double digits. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not it's not looking good for a highly anticipated game and a Microsoft first party game. That's that's really bad. And the sad thing is it's their first first party game released in I think a couple years now because they didn't release anything last year because everything kept getting delayed. Redfield got delayed, Starfield got de- delayed. And 
hopefully Starfield saves them later this year. Hopefully Bethesda don't mess that up too, like they did Redfall. But Bethesda, they make good games, but they just release them in very un, not finished states, unpolished states. And it, it's sad to see, and it's sad that not only is Bethesda taking the blame in this one, it's Microsoft as well because they bought them out. People thought that they might change them around, but... Yeah. You know, it's hard to change around a company that's been doing something for the same way for quite a while. You know, just because you buy them out, that doesn't mean that they're just going to completely change all of a sudden. Yeah, and I mean, you take a company, but literally their best-known titles are still buggy games to this day, yeah. like the Elder Scrolls series and everything else. Those games are still littered with bugs, and they've been out for a hot minute now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, they just, they're selling, they don't care. But maybe with Redfall not selling and Microsoft does own them, own Bethesda now, maybe they will push on them to release more patches and fix the game so people play it again because it's just been less than a month and nobody's playing the game already. Definitely not good for a first-party title. No, not at all. But like I said, Starfield hopefully will fix that and maybe... Microsoft will announce something else that one of their better studios are going to do, so maybe it'll save them, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe if it still don't go through with uh, Activision Blizzard, they should just throw Redfall towards PlayStation Play and be like, here, we'll give you something. Hey, we'll give you Redfall <laughs> if you, you know, let us have Call of Duty. Football <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. I hope that deal goes through. But speaking of the deal, says Microsoft CEO refuses to rule out pulling Activision in the UK. We've talked about this before. Yeah, so it's still, he got asked about it again. And of course, he's just like, no, no, we're going to keep on sticking to our guns. They're not going to do uh brexit in this case which is i guess a term that was used when megan and harry left the royal family so they're going to stay right there they're going to keep on pushing until they get what they want or until everyone tells them that they can't have what they want because right now it's just a, a pill battle there's not really going one way or another right now it's just pretty much a stalemate for what's going on so until something happens they're just going to stick to their guns they're not going to worry about heading out right now right yeah they're they're going to try to make the deal go through as they intended everywhere and get it but he he did say his statement that it's possible that if it comes down to it uk won't get call of duty games they won't get activision blizzard games so which uh, sucks for crossed upon people but I mean, do you sacrifice that little? I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily going to call them a little community, I mean, but yeah, the greater scheme of things. Do you sacrifice it for that little bit to give everybody else what they want and what you want in general, or do you say, oh yeah, just because one person can't have it, that don't mean anyone else can? Right, and that's the thing. Maybe if other regions have it first, the 
CMA will be like, you know what? We were wrong. It's not changing anything. You guys can have it too. And then, you know, it's released in the UK. But uh, the statement here, it, it, the article I got, it's it says, it's possible that Microsoft could simply refuse to sell Activision Blizzard games in the UK to get around the issue. First shared by The Verge, an interviewer for CNBC TV, recently asked Nadella whether there would ever be a scenario in which Microsoft could sell Activision Blizzard games in the US and Europe but leave out the UK. And his response was something that obviously the UK community didn't want to hear, but he just said, you know, if it comes down to it, basically, I'm, you know, paraphrasing it. Basically, if it comes down to it, and the only way to get the deal to go through, yeah, the UK won't get Call of Duty or Activision Blizzard games. But he said, let's just wait and see how it'll all play out. Hopefully, it'll work. Hopefully, the appeals will go through, and the CMA will overturn it to where they can get, you know, Call of Duty to the UK or wherever. But we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully. But I'm just happy that if it comes down to it, we will still get it because, you know, our region has already approved it. So. Yeah, it's just where the UK is holding up everyone else at this point. But like I said, I can understand because the UK is a bigger part of the market for it. But oh, yeah. at the same time, like I said, do you sacrifice the rest of the world for just the UK? No, you don't. Because that's not a very good business decision to do. I mean, it's it no. sucks for the UK <laughs> and all the British players, but mm-hmm. I don't know if there'll be a way around it or not. I say logically, what you were saying earlier is the probably what would happen if it was to go that way is the CMA would eventually go around to it once they see how it works out in everyone else's favor. Right. But until that point comes, there's no way because, like I said, right now it's just at a standstill. Right, right. And I don't know if there'll be a way around it. Like, I don't know if, I don't think Xbox consoles are region locked, but obviously they'll know where you're at. But if you use a VPN, maybe you could get around and download Call of Duty. I don't know how that will work, but it might be a possibility to look into in the future for any of you British listeners that if the d- deal does go through and you don't have it, maybe that's a thing, something you should look into. Yeah, especially since there's a VPN site for a VPN site for a VPN site nowadays. Right, it's right. There's no, they're not going to track it. You can say you're in the U.S. or wherever you want. As far as your game console knows, you are because that's where the IP address is picking up at. Right, exactly. Yeah. It might be a possibility. I like I, said, I don't know if that'll work. I don't believe Xbox consoles are region locked, like the older consoles used to be, like Nintendo consoles and PlayStation consoles. But I guess they could be, but I doubt it. But um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll keep you guys updated on whether the UK does end up getting Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard games or not. All right, speaking about Xbox and the UK, it says the a- Xbox has outsold the Switch in the UK. Yeah, the UK Xbox has hit 
uh, monumentous milestone in terms of unit sales. New data reveals from uh, the industry analytics of the GFK company uh, shows that new data reveals the Xbox Series X slash S passed 2 million units sold in the UK after 128 weeks. 12 weeks faster than it took Nintendo Switch to achieve the same goal. Uh, so, I mean, I kind of take that with a grain of salt because the X and S are technically two different systems. Right. Because it's the Switch is just a Switch. I mean, yeah, there's the OLED now, but at this time, there was yeah, from the start, there was two Xboxes being sold. Right. So, in that statement, like I said, it's kind of a grain of salt that they outsold it because they outsold one system compared to two systems, which I know the S was just you know a cheaper version of the X, but still, like I said, with a grain of salt, yeah, they they still beat their sales record because they got two consoles because they got a cheap option and an expensive option. But at the same time, the switch was what $300 whenever it came out just straight up. Yeah. So you one console was 500 and you got one console at 300. So yet again, with a grain of salt, yeah, it outsold the switch, but the reality of the situation is it's two versus one. Right, yeah. And it's not that it outsold it just completely, just in this time frame it outsold it. So not to confuse you guys with it. Uh the Switch has definitely sold more in the UK than the Xbox has so far. But uh yeah. But been out in that sense too. What is it? I said but the Switch has also been out longer in that sense yeah. too. Like I'm not I want to defend both sides here. Right. I mean, when it all said and done, I'd say the Switch will still outsell the Xbox S and X, but that's just because it's selling crazy. Even, I mean, there's 123 million out there and it's still selling. So, but yeah, They're still popping out new games. Yeah. Still popping out new games. Hopefully I'd say for another year or so, probably at least, I mean more than that, but I'm just saying for one console for another year or so, I'd say. Yeah, because they'll do the whole entire split thing. Merging, kind of merging years, basically. Yeah, you still have your opportunity to get the game, new games for it for the next console, but you don't necessarily have to have the next console to get it. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, the Xbox has sold, outsold the Switch in the UK 12 weeks faster for to get 200 oh well, not 200 to get 2 million sales done it 12 weeks faster 128 weeks and has generated 696 million euros whatever that is in US dollars I think that's more well their money's worth more than ours so it'd be more US dollars I'm not no mathematician but I would say probably 6 695 million 695 million probably roughly well there's I think 696 oh 696 so yeah probably be seven mil well 700 yeah i'd say seven something for sure and i think it's their one like one of their euros is 77 cents to us yeah yep about 25 cents or so difference 
average, I guess. So whatever the math would be. Yep, you guys add it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just looking at it. That's right. And it's a ever changing number too. Right. Yeah. It, it changes. I mean, day to day, it could change. Just depending on how the community—I mean, not community, but the stocks and everything for the world—are doing that day. Some days we're closer. Some days we're further away. Yep. All right. The original Crash Bandicoot voice actor has died at age sixty. I couldn't really see much of how he died. I mean, at 60, I know that's not really too old, but at the same time, I can't tell if there was any underlying conditions or not, or if it was just, you know, naturally. I don't know if you found anything on it or not by chance. I didn't. He didn't say. But, yeah, the original Crash Bandicoot guy, no longer with us. Yep, definitely sad to see you know obviously he was a great voice actor i mean one of the best mascots in game gaming history you know for playstation back in the day and then they sold it but uh the article here it says there's been a sad discovery recently with the news the american voice actor and performer brendan o'brien also known as the original voice of crash bandicoot has passed away at 60 years of age and it says one of his proudest moments was coming up with the original voices for the Crash Bandicoot video games during the Naughty Dog years of 1996 to 2004. He encouraged nostalgic Crash fans in their own pursuits and loved signing their memorabilia, like music, designing character voices for animation, radio and video games, came naturally to him. So, I mean, he, they didn't really talk it was mostly noises and stuff. I think it did talk some, maybe in some of the cutscenes, but it was mostly, you know, noises and stuff. But still, either way, mm-hmm. I mean, just Crash is an iconic character. Everybody, well, almost everybody knows who he is nowadays. But um, definitely sad to see. Yeah, if you didn't grow up in a childhood like ours where they was actually Happy Meal toys. Right. When Crash <laughs> 4 came out, couple of years ago so the younger generation got a taste of him at least so they should know who he is and the insane trilogy came out so yeah all right we we should actually get to our last topics hopefully it says epic has introduced a new rewards program yeah so it's and it's a nice little thing if you buy a bunch of stuff from Epic, but you get 5% back from DLCs and everything else because basically all their games are free. So, you know, they rely on purchasing DLCs and everything else for them to make their money. Uh, so, yeah, you basically it's 5% back each, and every Epic account qualifies for it, so it's not like you have to go be in like an Epic Club member type of situation. It's just literally you make your account. If you already have an account, once you buy something, you get 5% back for your next purchase. Not bad. Not bad. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you buy them all the time, and yeah, it's definitely a better deal than what you're getting now with nothing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something's better than nothing. 
usually. Not always, I guess. But um, So, yeah, it says the company is introducing a new Epic Rewards program that gives you 5% back on eligible purchases in the store. So, I guess not every game will be eligible, just whichever ones they say are eligible. But it says if you have an Epic Games account, you're already enrolled. So, when you buy something on the Epic Games Store, you'll get 5% of the cost added to the rewards balance on your account two weeks after that purchase. It says note that your rewards will eventually expire, but not until 25 months after they hit your rewards balance. So you'll have a while to use them. So about almost, I mean, a little over two years to use them. So that's not too bad. Some rewards programs like Nintendo's platinum points, I believe only last a year to use them. And those are only used for like, online merch and stuff like it's not towards games or anything as far as i can tell now the gold points you can use towards games on the eShop, but i don't believe they expire but uh yeah lasting two years that's pretty good but i don't know how they'll do what games will be eligible because you know sometimes companies do that kind of rip you off that way to which games are eligible which games aren't yeah, it's still weird though that Nintendo would make a gold where it don't technically expire and a platinum would because platinum's technically more than gold. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And you can get platinum easier. Like you can get platinum by just like signing in Nintendo Switch Online and doing like four. There's like a checklist of four things to do that week or whatever, and you get them like every week. But they get the gold ones. I believe the only way is to. You can buy a digital copy of the game on the eShop and it'll give you some digital, some gold points, or you can still use the game card version. You just have to claim them with your account after you, with the game card inserted. So I think you get, I can't remember how many I got for Tears of Kingdom, like 25 or 50 or something like that. I didn't get any. Did you not? I use a voucher. I bought it straight from the eShop. <laughs> maybe the vouchers it shouldn't matter but let's see maybe the vouchers yeah, you don't get them hmm. I mean it's technically two purchases but yeah yeah of course I know at the end of the day you, they wind up losing more money in that situation because it's every time you buy a $70 game and a 50 you know, or a $60 game you're making your money off a $100 voucher right exactly yeah so, I mean, you're still coming out ahead whether they give you gold points or not. Yeah. But still, I'm mad that you got it and I did it for Tears of the Kingdom. Email them. Call them. Tell them you want your gold points. Hey. Screw them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Mario games coming to Game Boy Advance on the Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Advance, Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario Advance 2, which is Super Mario World, technically. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just broke it up because, for whatever reason, I put a colon in there. And Yoshi's Island, which is Super Mario Advance 3. Right. Definitely excited over Super Mario Advance 2. That's oh, the yeah. game me and Ashton started on. We referred to quite a bit on this thing. Yep. As the first Game Boy game that we had. For the actual Game Boy Advance, because I know Ashton's dad had a Game Boy, so he technically probably played the Game Boy before I got got a hold of one. But I know that's the same game we got together on the same day. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, so I poured definitely more hours into that game on the Game Boy than any other game on the Game Boy. I mean, I played a ton of other games too, but just that one poured, I mean, all the secrets, the Star Road and everything is just hundreds of hours into that game. Especially when you're like four, so... <laughs> I've never beat it on the Game Boy. I beat it on the SNES, but not the Game Boy. I've never beat the Game Boy version. So I've beat Bowser a hundred times, but I've never actually hundred percent completed. Got every secret. I think I'm missing like just a couple. I mean, I've got almost every one, but I've beat Bowser like a hundred times. Got the back door unlocked, everything. But, I mean, I've never hundred percent, but I've beat most of the levels. I played through all the worlds I was supposed to play through it. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I know you can easily knock out what six, seven levels, and then hit Star World. Yeah. And then like four Star World levels, and you're there. Right. I I mentioned it before that I never beat the number seven castle. I believe I have. I believe after that I did go back and beat it. I did go beat it. Oh, you have beat it since then. I believe so. Yeah, because I've mentioned on here before that I've never. To this day, beat the number seven castle. I just went every which way around to get to Bowser's castle. But I believe since then I have went back and beat it on my save. I'll have to check. Seven is the one where you ride that ride the blocks the whole way, yeah. basically. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler: If you guys haven't played a thirty-year-old game at this point. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for spoiling you. Spoiling <laughs> the game is older than us. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, um, what? Don't we ever. Super Mario Advance, I've seen it. I never did play it, but I think Yoshi's Island, the only time I played it was with Carter, I think, had it, didn't he? Yeah, that was his favorite game on that system. Uh, Super Mario Advance is basically just Super Mario Brothers 2. I mean, that's all it is. Okay. And then Super Mario like, Advance 2. Or actual Super Mario Brothers 2? Ours. The U.S. version. Doki Doki Do or something like that. Whatever it's called. Reskinned. Yeah. 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 Um, But Super Mario Advance 2, Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 3 is Yoshi's Island, which is the sequel to Super Mario World, even though it was when he was a baby, so it should be a prequel, but it's a sequel. But anyway... um, and then it's not on this list, but Super Mario Advance Four is actually Super Mario Brothers Three. I have it too, but it's not on this list yet. I'm sure they'll add it eventually. But a lot of good games. I mean, Yoshi's Island. I played a ton of it. Like you said, Carter had it, so I played a ton of it. Never beat it. I definitely need to go back and beat it sometime. And just a random fact here, actually, Yoshi's Island is one of the hardest SNES games to emulate. So a lot of people, when they're trying to test the device to see if it can emulate SNES emulation, that's the game they test because it's one of the hardest. So if it can run it smooth, it can run almost everyone smooth. Just a random fact there. Random emulation fact? Yep. All right, our last yeah. topic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're all available to play now because I think at the time um, of the recording it came out, Wednesday, yesterday. I think. Yeah. Well, yesterday. yesterday, Friday. So yeah, it's out. If you have the uh, Game Boy, well, the expansion pack for the 
Nintendo Switch Online subscription. All right, so apparently when Nintendo delayed Tears of the Kingdom way back in March 2022, it was already done. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, Blitz, and Arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. So, before the delay in reality, as far as polishing goes, they were probably done in 2021, in all actuality. Yeah, probably. Because you think it takes a while to polish and make sure all the bugs are out the whole nine yards. Uh, it was probably just release ready by then, but they knew that, and it's proven at this point that anticipation would definitely drive sales. Oh yeah, because you think we, which of course we didn't have the podcast this time last year, but in March of 2022, whenever it was supposed to initially come out, that was also the 35th anniversary of Zelda: The Whole Nine Yards. So a lot of people were expecting it to come out then. So right. it was one of those things: did we wait and push it? Or do we do what we've done and let the anticipation drive up everything? Definitely worked. Because, I mean, I can't necessarily fault Nintendo for it. Because at the end of the day, they wound up probably making more 
from it now than what they would have that they would have released it back then right yeah i'd say definitely for sure i mean there's not just this but there's more switch systems out there now than there was a year ago but yeah. not even just that but um the zelda series producer ag alnuma said that when he announced in march 2022 a delay for tears of the kingdom the game was pretty much complete but like colin said i mean he didn't say that it was for anticipation i'd say some of it was and probably the majority of it was but it said that the past year a little over a year was spent on polish and making sure the wild mechanics of the game just work so spoiler alert for you those of you that don't know anything about tears of the kingdom you can build stuff i mean you can build almost anything you want so they were just making sure that you can build things in a crazy scenario and maybe get pinched in a corner with it or something and the game just don't crash like it it, it still completes you know what you're wanting to do it doesn't just crash and just break freeze the game and quit the game so they were just making sure that all these mechanics work what is it so apparently i can corrupt it just by climbing up a mountain <laughs> that can be from that happened this morning yeah well, that can be from a lot of things, I guess, but usually it's only when you have more than one switch system, but. Yeah, I, I wasn't too happy with the game this morning, but yeah, they definitely didn't polish climbing up the mountain beside the Deku tree, that's for sure. <laughs> My well, data corrupted itself somehow. <laughs> it could have. It's too, too jazzed up in there this time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Today it's still still a great game. It it just took about an hour to re-download everything I had, and everything was back to normal. So it's all good on that end. But like you said, with the building and everything else, there's definitely a bunch of scenarios where it definitely would take a bunch of polishing for all those codes to work out properly once they're in use. Right, right, exactly. And that just shows how patient Nintendo is. Because like you said, they could have got their money a year ago. It might not have been as much, but they still could have got their money. But they were more worried about, will the game... I mean, yes, they could have fixed everything in a patch if the game would start to break and everything, but they wanted to make sure that from the launch that it was going to work how it was supposed to. And that's just the difference like between Bethesda and Nintendo. Bethesda and other games, a lot of games, most games, releasing in the past year have just released in whatever state they're in at the deadline. Nintendo, they're willing to delay a game almost, I mean, over a year if need be, even if the game's done just to polish it up and not enough companies are willing to do that because they're too worried about getting that money as soon as possible. Yeah. Instead of, like I said, taking the thing because you think you throw that thing out there. Yeah. It's since 2019, everyone's known about Breath of the Wild 2, which winds up being Tears of the Kingdom. Right. So that's when all the, you know, everything started with it two years after your initial release. And then so the past four years has been anticipation pretty much. And then, like I said, it would have been three years. And how you said there's obviously less switches a year ago than what there is now. So like I said, at the end of the day, Nintendo made the best decision possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, I 
they knew it was going to sell, but I don't think they knew it was going to sell like this. I mean, even with the delay, I don't think they they expected it to blow up this much. Nobody did. I don't no, think. I mean, I knew it was going to sell, but that's. I mean, it's selling insane. Like it's, it's ridiculous how yeah, fast it's selling. Because we had news that, oh, yeah, this is going to sell in March of 2022. Then all of a sudden, no, we're going to push it back. We don't know when it's going to be. And then even when they said that it was going to get released again, we was like, okay, when when is it? And then all of a sudden in a month period, you get pretty much everything all at once. Right. And before that month, like we didn't hear anything about it. So people are like, well, they're probably just going to delay it again. And everybody was saying that, oh, they're just going to delay it again. Me, personally, I didn't believe they would, but everybody was saying that. They're just going to delay it. But, I mean, it was I mean, it was a possibility because we didn't hear anything. We didn't hear a concrete evidence that, yeah, the game's done. We're just waiting to, you know, put it on shelves. So, like you said, the anticipation just, it sold this game, and it, it went wild. I mean, if anyone's buying it now, it's because they talked to somebody that's played the game. and Or they just see it online, how awesome it is. Yeah. Kind of hard to beat with a 96 Metacritic score. Yep. So they got up. Well, it's still a 96. Some of them reviews are stupid. I've read some of them. They don't even make sense. What, like the lower yeah, ones? That one, yeah. That one guy put a 60 on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then another one, he put like a 60 on it, but he was saying how, how such... You know, it was such a great game. You know, everybody should go buy it. But like, why did you put sixty? Yeah, like if I put a sixty on something, I'm like, yeah, it's playable, but not really enjoyable. Not great. Don't go out. And... Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but I like, put. I uh, bought it. I played. It. <laughs> I put a user score. I put ten. Ten out of ten. For me. Oh yeah, you saw. You saw my Nintendo life. That's right. It, I mean, this game. I mean, I agree. It's it worth good. it. It's worth it. I mean, personally, I love Breath of the Wild, but this game, I like it better in Breath of the Wild because there's just more to do. Breath of the Wild, it was good for what it was, the first Zelda game, go and explore the world. This, you go and explore the world, and then some. You can build whatever you want. There's the whole underworld to explore. It's the size of the entire map, the Sky Islands. It's just a lot cram-packed into this game, and it's hard to believe they was able to pull it off. Yeah, which I think this is the first time since the f first game, I believe, where they had multiple maps in one thing. I know you had like the Dark World and like Link to the Past, but it wasn't as big as the Overworld. And it's the because I know the first game, your final dungeon was as big as the normal Overworld map. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, this I, game, you literally cool. have basically three maps. Yeah, and it's cool to that the entire underworld is the size of the entire map. So that just gives you so much more to explore. Literally double if you just count those two, and then you got some of the Sky Islands as well, so a little over double. Yeah, because the Sky Islands, you don't technically cover up the whole thing because there's Spread still a bunch so of much. gaps in between. Each other. Yeah. Still, I mean, the Sky Islands do take up quite a... I mean, there's a good chunk of them to go explore and different do different things. Yeah, yeah. But. You get six or seven different island pieces or chunks of land per tower. Yeah. And some of them are small. Some of them are 
decent size. Right. All right. I think that's all the time we have. So you guys can always listen to us live on Twitch and YouTube, always in the description. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and our TikTok as well. Go buy our merch, always in the description as well. And you can, if you want, you can watch me on Twitch and Kick and my personal YouTube. Subscribe to it if you want. You don't have to. And we haven't, I think I forgot to mention it in the past couple, but we have a Discord server if you guys want to come over and just chat with us or find out any updates for some reason if we're not going live at night or we're not going to have an episode out one week you guys will find it out first there and that's about the only way you're going to find it out unless we post it on our instagram or twitter or something but or you just don't see it when you're feeding on a tuesday yeah but then you'll be wondering oh you know are they are they quitting are they going to stop making episodes you know forever but if you would join our discord server you would know that's right. For sure. That's right. <laughs> but we appreciate you guys for listening. Colin, do you have anything? Nope, I think you covered everything. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Later, guys. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.